lecture one. I am Mrs. Schadenfreude to you, young man. I'm missing the moral maze to be here this evening. I've come all the way from Rutting on the Wild, village twinned with Middlesex, Nuremberg and Bangkok. My husband was the Henry Chardon in prophylactics, last of the dynasty, killed by a rhinoceros on our honeymoon. Silly man. Daddy told him to use dead rhino's horn. Stop fidgeting, young man. You. Who owns a dog? Yes, yes, young lady. Well, I trust your hound can now bag up its own waist. I've trained guide dogs for the blind in France. Puppy would live with us, being trained in Heisen Garden. Went to a blind person with a sense of adventure. All was tickety-boo until Everard arrived. Disgusting name for a dog. Trust the French. Enormous albino Labrador pup, weighed in at 40 kilos. Well, it arrived in a cloud of dust from which emerged Veronique in a de cheveux. Pretty as she was fast, this girl, so of course my brother Horace was off the sun lounger and out there like greased lightning, revolting a man of his age. Horace struggled to lift a huge sack of dog biscuits from the boot and fell over the dog. That is a very naughty word, monsieur. Speak to the dog only in French, says the trollop, lifting the sack of biscuits one-handed. She sashayed into my kitchen in the shortest, unnecessarily short shorts I've ever seen. Some bloomers would be better. Everard must eat only these biscuits, nothing else. He has been castrated, oui. He must not eat the stitches. So she stood there, posing with Horace's eyes falling out of their sockets. Never to pull on his lead, the dog must sit on the floor of the car. Assie! I thought she sneezed. But Everard and Horace promptly sat down, stared at her adoringly through brown eyes. Ugh. Everard adored my brother, any living things ever has. The dog moved into Horace's bedroom. That night, the puppy wrecked his neck comb and twanged his castration stitches with his teeth, breaking off to howl. Horace was bitter at breakfast, so it was like being in the kennel with seasick Steve, whoever he may be. But he's not into breaths, I looked him up. Must be riffraff. Two days later, Horace began singing a very childish ditty. On the first day of training, Hermione said to me, Everard has eaten five dog toys, four loo rolls, three French hens, two light bulbs, and his thick leather lead and chain. <laughs> Horace stopped laughing when he saw his chewed Ray-Ban sunglasses. It was almost a diplomatic incident. Everard tried to eject the French neighbour's rabbit from its hutch. Luckily, James Bond lived up to his name and clung to the ceiling by his teeth. Shaken, not stirred. Lucky rabbit. I thought of Agincourt while Horace poured oil on troubled neighbours. Actually, the Frenches were bricks and said it would probably tenderise the meat nicely. Mummy used to quickly move our money from whichever country Horace was going to next as peace envoy. 
My brother was no match for Everard. Carpe diem. Everard went straight for what he wanted. Spitting image of Boris Johnson. Right down to the white fur and clumsy charm. Liked his totty too. My arm popped out of the socket when Everard saw a Pekingese trollop while he was dragging me for a walk round Valbonne. I just shoved it back in, mummy's words ringing in my ears. Stiff upper lip, Hermione, when I was nine and being dragged round the Grand National course behind thunder. Who art gobbled up dung, Reedy Dog, then licked Horace's head from the back seat while he was driving. Did wonders for Horace's hair. <sighs> but he gained a new criminal record as my brother shot straight over an ornamental roundabout and entered a police car. Sadly, he missed the absolute monstrosity of a public sculpture in the middle. While banged up, Everard caught the pox, seduced by a bitch, siren of a police dog called Fifi. Everard was only following his pedigree leanings, like Charles VIII. Bonk, catch pox, go bonkers. Monsieur Coupe, the vet, big nose. I like men with big noses. Good breeding stock. Well, Monsieur Coupe prescribed ointment for Everard's infected tackle. Horace fainted when Coupe jabbed the stuff on the dog's rod. Ooh, I just looked amazed. If I see you doing that again, young man, you at the back. You'll have to stay behind. You'll go blind. I'm an expert with the ointment. Oh, I meant to say, I foolishly left Everard's ointment with Horace to apply for just one afternoon while I chaired a meeting of expats against incomers. Got home with Joyce the treasurer, silly woman. We found Horace slumped in his chair. There was a trail of ointment up the Harrods drawing room wallpaper. I'd had that flown in specially. Everard was lying on his back on the rug, grinning in a revolting manner. Joyce foolishly tittered and said, oh gosh, Everard does live up to his name, doesn't he? I had to slide the Labrador away across the parquet to the scullery like an upturned five-legged table. Dirty dog! I only train bitches now. Good night.